Hi, Leela. Hi, Lauren. What's up? Well, it's the holiday season, which is so exciting. And perhaps even more importantly, the new year is just around the corner. Time is flying. I'm trying not to think about it too much, but it's going quick. I feel like this year especially, just it's been going so quickly. And we were talking about all the things that we wanted this show to be. And now that we're kind of on the cusp of the new year, we just released our first episode. And one of the things that we were trying to make this podcast is just being kind of radically transparent and even at times a resource for people. I think something that we both were sharing was that we feel like we were lacking from our own professional, personal, and educational experience was this kind of transparency or just even a resource to kind of refer to about other people's experiences without a filter. I almost said sans filter. Oh my God. <laughs> no, en fait, c'est parfait parce que we're a French New York podcast. On est là. So, you know, with the end of the year in sight, people are talking about what they did and didn't accomplish and what they're hoping to get done in the months ahead. So in light of the new year and this strange time of mid-20s, we're thinking we could take stock. Let's get started. I'm Lila Roker, a journalist and media specialist living in Paris. And I'm Lauren Williams, a journalist and audio producer based in New York. And you're listening to Cross Culture. So, Lila, we're taking stock. How should we do this? Should we start in the present? How are you? What's going on? I'm okay. I feel like with a lot of people, my 2023 was okay, I would say. Um, definitely not the worst year I had for me. Like, I feel like my worst year was truly 2021, but what I'm in the process of doing is job hunting. The job market is, is treacherous out there. (laughs) So it's difficult for a lot of young people and trying to kind of create their career paths, because I think we can go on and on about how Gen Z got the short end of the stick when it comes to like everything. I think another huge thing is kind of with our career paths. And we share that with millennials. Another thing I've been doing is um, like a mentorship program. And it's for geared towards women of color and kind of just putting us in networks and kind of giving us the opportunities to network within each other and just get to know people and learn and you know they have lots of talks and seminars and everything like that is it in new york or yes oh cool maybe i need to check that out you should i mean for me like obviously it's difficult because the time difference but you know it's it's helpful it's interesting life has been lifing it's just been like a really bad couple of weeks i feel like we both had that but you know I'm holding on to hope like I hope so many people are because of the holiday season I'm so excited to recharge with family and just you know kind of go back to the U.S. see my niece see my siblings see my parents um and yeah I'm I'm really excited for that so I think that's kind of what's getting me through these weeks how about you yeah you definitely need those things to look forward to I mean, we are really aligned on this. That is like one of the craziest and best things about our friendship is I feel like when we're up, we're out together. When we're down, we're down together because, yeah, I have been feeling pretty bad. I'm sorry. I mean, that's okay. I think for me, this period in life has been like, it's been hard, but I think that's really good for me because... I'm a perfectionist to a fault and I'm really hard on myself when things don't work out perfectly for me. This has almost been like a baptism by fire in reality, which is like you can't safe proof 
life and I'm sounding like dramatic like nothing terrible has happened but I think just for me being a perfectionist and always feeling like I have the next thing lined up and I'm climbing up in my career and in my life and that's just not really happening right now like I'm really at a pause and I've also had to deal with a lot of rejection as I'm going through the job process. It's a first to have tried this much and not seen the fruits of my labor. Um, So it's been difficult, but like I said, the bright spot in that is I'm becoming more comfortable with imperfection, which I think is a very good thing. And a bright spot also has been working on this podcast because it's given me something to do, something to feel proud of, and it's a way to keep kind of flexing and working on my skills and yeah I feel like I don't know what's coming that's the other thing that's tricky for me I don't know if if you feel that too Lila where it's like you're just kind of staring into the abyss (laughs) definitely yeah but I'm starting to be more okay with it um and that you just have to keep trying. Mm-hmm. What I've been kind of thinking about lately since I just turned 25 is perspective and growth. Um, and I think it's interesting because I feel like each year when you, you know, turn one year older, people always say like, do you feel any different? Like, do you feel wiser? Do you feel older? And this was the first year I actually kind of felt that. And it wasn't like I woke up on that day and I was like, now I feel older. It was more... Um, a natural progression in my life and like kind of something natural that I felt like uh, came with turning 25. Um, And we actually spoke about this three years ago after you and I both graduated, um, just about how we kind of felt like there was almost this post-grad regression in some ways, I think. Like I think you build yourself up so much like going into school and then going through school and you find a way to like take up space and like you feel like you know once you're a senior in university like okay like I know what I need to do I know how to organize myself take care of myself etc and I'm ready to finally take on the world and I think so many COVID grads can relate to the feeling that the world wasn't really ready for you more so that the world doesn't care Um, and I don't know about you but as soon as I graduated school Um, As I mentioned, like on the first episode, I was kind of in a difficult position because I found out a month out from graduation that the job I thought I was going to have no longer existed. So that whole eight months of job searching was just like so humbling. Um, And now to be back in this place at 25 is also very humbling. Originally, I would say in France, especially graduate degrees are kind of like the norm. So to add to the fact that I'm a foreigner and a non-native French speaker, it was just like really brutal. Um, And the closest thing I think I can really relate it to is almost like that feeling of insecurity that you may have in high school for like whatever reason, like are other people going through this too? Am I the only one not succeeding? Because, and especially in college, it's like you look on LinkedIn and people are like, I am so proud to be accepting senior analyst. And you're like, you just left school. How are you getting this job? Yeah, I'm always like, girl. Um, They're like, I'm the CEO of L'Oreal. I'm like, literally, how did you get this position? But I felt this like kind of 180 shift where I felt like before graduating, I had shaken so many of those insecurities. And then same with when I was leaving high school. And then when I left, like when I left college, it was like job skills. I was like, what sets me apart from anyone? Or like, yeah, what sets me apart from everyone? What sets me apart from anyone? 
um, adult friendships. I feel like we both really kind of um, related in terms of because, I mean, for you, you moved to New York. And for me, almost all my friends left Paris. So I was kind of like back to square one. And I was like, how do I make adult friendships not, you know, in the confines of university because you know university even like you have events that you can meet people um it's not weird if you approach someone because like you guys are obviously like in the same school you're not some random stranger like you can't really on the metro be like hey girl I like your style like let's hang out like it's just like that's weird that is the hard one of the hardest things that I've found about early adulthood first was yeah being a COVID grad and I try I've tried to explain this to people too and I feel like like you said people don't really care or get it which is that we graduated college on zoom I went to Columbia on zoom I had my first job 50 50 on zoom and in person and my second job was fully on zoom like I think this is the first year and it was a new year's resolution which kind of launches us perfectly into this episode it was an year's resolution of me to build community like that was the thing I'm like if nothing else happens like I need to build community I need to like have people around me I need to like put myself out there because for a long time it felt like my life in Paris was going on and I was here like there was another timeline in which my life was still going um during the pandemic Damn, that's deep <laughs> yeah it was it was like really disorienting I just felt super strange like even though people had left it still just felt like I had to get back there so this is the first year that in New York I'm starting to feel more known isn't the right word because it's not known as in like oh she's no she's cool she's popular but more known as like by people who I love like known in love yeah it's hard and I guess that's why we're talking about this kind of stuff so for people who are our age and also people who are younger they can glean from our experiences and just be comforted in the fact that that they're not alone so i'm curious if we just take it back a little bit what are a few things you would tell younger you going into college going into college i would say it will pass um i feel like a lot of times you know like people say like you know it gets better and like i feel like even in high school when people would say that like it didn't really help but I think just I feel like it will pass is helpful because there are so many things that like it's so hard to kind of get perspective on especially when like you're so close to it and you don't have that ability to have perspective but like just remember that like you in five years from now or ten years from now will probably be over it whether it's like with your friends or like academically or like whatever like it's you're not going to be thinking the same way. And I think you have to live it, but like I think sometimes it, it gets better. It feels like, okay, but how? But it will pass. It will certainly pass. It really does just become a part of your like tapestry. You know, you might not forget it, but it doesn't hurt anymore. And like it starts to make yeah. sense too. I agree. And then on a more academic level, I would say apply to as many schools as you can. I think a lot of I feel like there's no one who was like, I regret applying to as many schools as I did. Like, it's like, if anything, you never know the way things are going to go. And another is, I think, just like, go with your gut. Think about what you want to do and then like, just do it. There are so many people, like when I first 
had this like the USC Trojan transfer plan and I was like I'm gonna go to Paris everybody's like no you're not yeah I was like but I am (laughs) and yeah and like a lot of people were just like I'm not sure if you're like making the right decision like whatever anyway six years later I'm still here Mm -hmm. so did I make the right decision who knows but I'm still here you (laughs) did are you kidding (laughs) so follow your gut Um, and then the last I think is like don't let social media fool you into thinking you're the only one in a situation I think Mm -hmm. FOMO is so real but like the amount of times where like like oh I I didn't go to this thing or I wasn't invited and whatever it looks like everybody's having a ball and then you hear like later like oh no it was trash like it just was like it was a vibe to look at like blah 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 so just I really think and especially in this age where it's like TikTok and like there's just there's so many platforms so just like don't let that inform you about your own experience what Leela said is so true I had such a situation like what she's saying where I went to a school partially because it felt like the right thing to do I was really sad while I was there I was like thinking that everyone else was having a good time because of social media And in reality, that is not true. Like, I thought I was the only person in the world who couldn't hack it and had to transfer. But once I started telling people, like, I'm going to leave or I'm going to transfer, I'm going to take a break from school, um, there were so many other people that were like, wow, I also feel that way. I'm really struggling. So I think that kind of leans into my biggest piece of advice, which is ask for help if you need it. It's hard not to be embarrassed. It's hard to say don't be embarrassed, but eat your ego, eat your pride and just ask for help because it is going to save you so much time. It's going to save you so much hurt. And I think too, like when you're 18, you think that you're old, like you think that you're grown. I thought I was grown, but there are real adults and grownups who can help you. And that was like the best thing that I ever did was talking to someone about what I was going through um, because they were able to give me advice that changed my life. Like I left the school and I moved to Paris because of this person. Ask for help. That's the biggest thing. If you're struggling in school, work with someone to figure out why that is. For me, I found that I had ADHD and that was a huge game changer for me. And I know that it's like a popular thing now, but if you don't do like I'm ADHD, but if you really are struggling with anything that's a hindrance to your learning, just ask for help. It's okay. And find the way that you learn best before you get to college. That was a huge thing for me. Like once I got to college, because I had been diagnosed, because I had asked for help, I was able to soar. Like I was able to do so well um, in school. So yeah, like don't be, or it's okay to feel bad or to feel sad or to be embarrassed, but find an ally in your school or in an adult that you trust and they will help you. I promise you they will help you because adults want younger people to succeed. Most good ones do. (laughs) And so once you get into college, I feel like there's a whole different set of things to be mindful of. What would you say, Leela? The first one, I think, is sign up for things that interest you even if you don't have anyone to go with. And um, this is a good one. Yeah, and I think it's so important because I was, again, on that, not to keep saying it, that USC Trojan transfer plan. So many of my friends had left in the spring because, like, that was just their fall semester um, or left after the first year. So I was kind of, like, again, starting from square one with friends. I just started, like, kind of looking, like, what there was. Like, there was, like, 
a paint and sip or like, you know, there was different conversations that interested me. And I feel like you will meet like-minded people in those situations which kind of takes me into my other point which is like don't be afraid to be the conversation starter I think it's okay to like be that person and like worst comes to worst the other person's just gonna kind of give you like oh yeah haha. and it's kind of rude and you're like okay well you're rude whatever and then you just like move on I think don't be afraid like when it's natural like you don't have to like be super creepy and be like what color is your nails or like you know like you don't have to do too much but I think it it really for me, it helped a lot. And a lot of the friends I have now, including us, which we were just like talking about, like, yeah, I really was like, okay, Lila, do it now. And like, and if you think about it, like, it's like 30 seconds and, you know, the person will say something back and either you'll strike up a conversation or you don't. Yeah, usually people are receptive to it, you know? Exactly. Like, I think so many people, like, you would be surprised how many people are in the same situation as you and also scared. And so they appreciate you doing it. And, like, friendships are born that way often, I would say. Totally. The other one I was going to say is don't do things based on what other people think. I mean, whatever, take this with a grain of salt. But I just think in terms of popularity like who you choose to hang out with like just because someone's like oh that person's weird or whatever if you guys hit it off and you guys have lots in common and whatever go and let god like do whatever you want free yourself free your mind don't let societal pressures get you down listen stop trying to be somebody else don't try to be someone else be yourself and know that that's good enough. Don't try to be someone else. Don't try to be like someone else. Another was, to the extent that you can, I would suggest to be strategic about your college courses and career path. So, like, if you're someone who's going in your first year and you don't know what you want to major in, but you know, like, your basic set of interests, like, you know, if you're interested in, like, kind of marketing or advertising or business or whatever, most likely you're probably going to be in the communication sector. And for that, I would highly recommend finding general courses that can fulfill your requirements. So that way you can still explore, but you don't have to, like, overcompensate and overload because, like, your first year or first semester or whatever, like, you just did a bunch of classes that have nothing to do with it. I mean, If you have that time and you're not pressed, then absolutely do it. But if you are the kind of person where you want to graduate like on time, like four years from the dot that you started, then highly recommend doing that. Um, Yeah. And also just like once you better understand your path, I think figuring out what that is for you. And I think for Lauren and me both being communications, a lot of times that's a senior internship. So for me, like I spent one semester overloading and I even took Um, an additional course during the summer so that way I only had like two classes while I worked because even that it was still like time consuming but it was more doable because I wasn't taking three classes on top of my internship. A huge one that I would say is take advantage of what your university has to offer and of your student status. So that means read widely like once you're out of school, you like you realize how much of a gift and how much of a privilege it is to get to go to school. Take advantage of it. Like read everything you can. 
befriend professors who you think are cool, learn about their research, get close with them. My professors have been my biggest allies to this day. Like certain professors or lecturers who I got close with have helped me find jobs, have been someone who I can talk to when I'm stressed about things, have helped me strategize even though I'm out of school. I think be ravenous with information and knowledge. Like it's such a gift to get to go to school. So many people would kill to go to school. Don't brush it off as no big deal, especially if you're from an area where everyone goes to school and it's no big deal. Like that is just not the case for most of the world. As far as like your student status, go to the theater with subsidized tickets, see exhibitions, go to dance performances. Like there are all these things that having a student ID can offer you in the city that you live in. Even if you're in a rural area, like there's so much. So look up what those things are um, and do it. Like I could go to the Met when I was in grad school for free. Now I gotta pay $30. Like really like just take in as much information as you can because at that stage you're like a sponge and it's just a beautiful thing. You'll see yourself grow through those experiences and kind of like what Lila was saying, if people are interested in it but you're interested in it, do it. Go out in the world, take advantage of the time and of the privilege of being a student. Another one, is to call your family if you can or call your friends from home it's really important i think to stay in touch with people that you know well and this is something in hindsight that i didn't do i mean i call my family i'm close with them but as far as keeping up those friendships from when i was younger like i really kind of dropped the ball on that i was like goodbye <laughs> i'm done um <laughs> but although you're changing there is something really special about people who know you through and through can i asterisk something because like i i only think it's interesting because like i was kind of on the opposite end of that like I was good with keeping up with friends and stuff. Actually, I kept up with a lot of friends. Um, but I called my parents so much. Like, probably, like, too much. Like, they were probably, like, are you okay? Like, <laughs> do you not have friends? I called my mom all the time. I would call her, like, after a night out. I would call her after something crazy happened to me. I would call her after um, just so many things. I remember, like, the first racist encounter I had in college. I, like, called her up, and I was, like, I don't know what to do. Like, whatever. Um, and I actually think, cause like my example is like, I was the classic like rebel in high school. Like I just like went to high school and I like, freaking like lost my mind. I want to meet younger Leela. She was insane. Like she was like off the rails and my mom was like, just so like, what's good with you. But in college, like our relationship Im- improved like so much. Um, and I think because like it was a different, so I guess all, all I'm trying to say is there are there is a chance that maybe your relationship will evolve while you're in this new period in your life and you're like exploring and whatever and so don't close the door to your family and your previous life because it may it may evolve it may not and you'll take that information you'll do with it what you will and you'll just you know move on but like I think college is what really kind of like brought my mom and me so much closer than we ever had been before that's so beautiful and real like don't close the door so we know after school 
comes the first big job. Leela, what would you say are some things that you wish you knew before starting your job? Well, I think also before we get into the first big job, I feel like it's important to share that when you get your first big job, it really varies. Like I feel like for so many people, some people get it right out of school and for some people it just takes a really long time, months, even to a year, maybe even more. I mean, I don't know people's business, but <laughs> so one thing I would say before going into your first kind of adult job is um, paying your dues is real. And I think it's important, but it's also important to create boundaries for yourself. So I think that means like, you know, don't push yourself if you are incredibly sick. I know a lot of people have experienced something similar to me, which is like, you know, you don't want to take off because you don't want to leave anyone your extra work. And then you kind of find out that that person does not see things the same way. And so like, you're like hacking and coughing with a fever, but somebody else wouldn't really do the same for you. And just health is something that's just so important. I think it's also important to kind of be careful how you set a precedent, because I think, you know, everybody wants to do a good job while they're on probation. And so, you know, you stay a little extra, but it, I think it can kind of easily roll into that. That becomes an expectation. So you don't want to set that for yourself that I'm going to be here from 9 a.m. to 8.30 because that's not sustainable. Don't let yourself completely get like steamrolled over. And then another thing I think is just advocate for yourself, which kind of ties into setting boundaries for yourself. One thing I heard a lot at the ColorCom uh, mentorship program that I was at was that a mentor is not an advocate. So you can find someone who's your mentor, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're in every meeting saying, you know, this person deserves a raise, this person deserves a promotion. And so I think, you know, you have to get used to doing that and explaining your worth. These answers sound really dark, but I think a lot of people learn this the hard way. You should be very sparing with your trust. And remember, in most offices, information spreads really quickly. Some people end up having like office friends. And I think like that, when it stands the test of time, you can, you can see that like, you know, you guys have been friends for over a year or whatever. But you know, don't kind of get it twisted where like your colleague is a friend because sometimes you don't know where people's intentions and interests lie. So that's not to say like you don't have to pretend you don't have a personality, but I think you should be conscious about what kind of personal things you're bringing on the table. I mean, I totally agree with you. I feel like we see so much media, like TV and movies about what work is like. And so you get there and you think, okay, this is my life now. Like this is where I go every day. And naturally you almost want to slot it into the same place that university was in, in your life, but it's not the same thing. So the best way to keep that separation is really to like work on your life outside of work. Another thing is as you're looking for jobs, don't necessarily just chase something because of its status, because it's, oh, it's this like great place and da 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 da. I think the work you're actually doing is much more important than the place it's at. So if you're working somewhere very fancy or elite or well-known, but all you're doing is making copies, it doesn't have as much weight as if you're at like, speak in journalism, for example, like an indie press and you're writing and you're editing and you're helping shape the magazine. And I can just tell you from experience, the name alone is not enough to get you where you want to go. So definitely just think deeply about that. I think in our generation, uh, we are switching jobs a lot more. So 
Don't get too down on yourself and use your first job as a test run. Think about what you like, what you don't like, and what you want in your next role based on what you've experienced. So all this talk about um, first job experiences bring us even closer to the point of turning 25, which is a big milestone in your 20s. Speaking of which, we have Lauren, who has a birthday coming up, and she will be leaving the 25 club. Yes, I'm entering. Happy birthday, Lauren. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm entering my late 20s. I'm wise and old now. Yes, wiser, older, better, faster, stronger. There were some things that we wished that we knew before we turned 25. I think that so many people who lost a few years of their 20s or, uh, you know, going into their 20s or even late teens to COVID, it can feel like now I have my time back and I need to be doing something all the time. I need to be making the most of it. Um, and this is just to say that there is no right way to do it. If you feel like on a Friday night, you know, you're just staying in and watching a movie, that is perfectly fine. You don't need to be turning up like every five seconds every like you know so do what works for you and don't feel embarrassed about if you're happy doing something that's a little off the beaten path definitely I think that's such good advice and I think it was really hard for those of us who like lost some of our early 20s or I can imagine also like late teens to COVID what we went through as like a world was insane it was a massive upheaval I feel like I am just now starting to get a groove like it definitely took me a lot of time to like reset from that and if your life looks really different from how you imagined it like I think you're not alone in that because of those years that we lost Totally. I absolutely agree, which I think also kind of takes us into the next one, which is try to learn yourself. And when I say that, I think it means, you know, how to take care of yourself and what you need. Like everybody needs something different. For me, like people think some of my friends think I'm crazy. Like I have to go to the gym like a lot. It just gives me like that space to kind of um, just get out physical energy and, you know, calm my mind and my body and everything. And so I think that also means kind of knowing what what you need for self-maintenance or for self-care. So, you know, if you've had a kind of derailing week, what is going to kind of get you back to your center, get you back to your core and kind of reset you? Um, and sometimes that happens in trial and error and you'll figure out like what you kind of need. And also I think it's really important to learn how to, to the best of your ability, kind of pull yourself out of sometimes dark periods. Um, for me, like that was like, you know, with my routines, like my routines really helped me kind of get structured um, and kind of uh, avoid falling into those moments where it just feels like everything is too much. Definitely. I feel like what you're saying is so true. Like, don't wait for shit to hit the fan to learn how to like do some of these things. I feel like I only have a few things to add. One, I would say is to treat yourself like a little explorer or like an archaeologist or something. Really explore things that interest you and things that don't. This period in your life, like I feel like when I hear older people speaking, they're like, you know, I wish I did more things. I wish I tried more things. I wish I went more places. So I think, and that doesn't mean like going super far away. It can just be exploring a new neighborhood or talking to people you wouldn't normally talk to. I think this period of life, um, a big part of it is about collecting intel. It like helps you shape the person you're going to be. Make sure you're engaging with the world around you. Like I think that's what I'm trying to say in all of this. Um, 
it can be a scary time, but don't close yourself off to the beauty in the world and don't underestimate what beautiful things in the world can do for you, whether that's relationships or films or music or movies or art. I would say for me, I've had a boyfriend throughout my 20s, but I think really prioritizing friendships as well, like treating those as equal is very important. Um, I think I see so many times where people get a partner and like enter into this little bubble world of just them and this one other person. And at this stage in our lives, I just don't think that's necessary. Um, or it also can be unhealthy, like really keep your connection. Again, it just ties back to this idea of engaging, keep your connection to the world around you, keep learning, keep exploring, keep meeting new people. Don't try and grow up too fast. Just keep open and keep your heart open to the world. Speaking of inspiration, Lauren, what are your recommendations this week? Yes. So I thought for this week for recommendations, I could give out a few things that I've loved throughout my college years and early 20s. First, the book that changed it all for me was Tar Baby by Toni Morrison. I was assigned this as a freshman in college, and it is a beautiful story about specifically black womanhood, also love and family. So I highly recommend that novel. Secondly, I would say the movie Cha-Cha Real Smooth. I can't believe college is over. You have a job now? Or? We're not allowed to talk about jobs at the Batman's party. So you either don't have a job or you have a bad job. How much does a party starter get paid, I wonder? I have a bad job, yeah. Honey, I'm not just saying this because I'm your mother, but I feel like you're way ahead of the game. I have never felt more seen by a movie and I feel like when you enter the real world you still feel you feel like a baby bird you feel like the dumbest person who has ever lived sometimes and like that you're making these little mistakes and you're like how did I not know that or why did I say that or why do I feel this way and I feel like this movie the main character could not have made more mistakes as you're watching him make mistakes you have so much empathy for him and I feel like I also grew in empathy for myself and then a song I have loved throughout this period of my life is Young Hearts Run Free. What's the sense in sharing this one and only life? Ending up just another life. I feel like the genre is crying in the club. It's perfect. How about you, Leela? What are some favorites you've picked up? During my university years, my depression series, anytime like I just needed comfort, I would watch The Office just because I feel like it guarantees laughs. But on a more serious note, um, I really liked the movie Lady Bird, which came out while I was in university. I hate California. I want to go to the East Coast. I want to go where culture is, like How New in the York, world did I raise such or at least snob. Connecticut or New Hampshire, where writers live in the get woods. Get into those schools anyway. Mom, you should just go to City College. You know, with your work ethic, just go to City College and then to jail and then back to City College. Like you said, I think it's something that you can really relate to. Just some of like the the naivete of being like at that age and like the growing pains and like you know, not doing everything perfectly. And I think it really beautifully illustrated that. For a book, I would really suggest uh, Americana by Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie. 
Um, to me, this was just really interesting and a relatable fiction novel similar to the list that I talked about in one of our previous episodes. Anyone who might be in an environment where you don't really see people like you, um, I think it's really comforting because there are just so many relatable moments. And like you said, like she's the protagonist is kind of struggling and she makes mistakes, but you you really empathize with her. For one last show, I think I would say Atlanta. Um, I know Donald Glover is a little bit controversial in how he presents Black women, but I think it really executes an interesting Black perspective and something that's kind of rare that we don't really get to see abstract humor and kind of like offbeat humor from a Black perspective. And I think it really does that well. And like each episode is almost like its own genre in a way. And like, that's really beautiful. So if you're interested in kind of abstract off the beaten path, but also laughing, definitely check out Atlanta. I think that is a great choice, Lila. And hear from us at Cross Culture. We're wishing you a happy and safe holiday season. We'll be back next year with a full slate of conversations on the culture. Let us know what you want us to talk about and let us know if you have any tips or advice that you would give your younger self. Leela, I'll talk to you soon. Safe travels, Lauren. Happy holidays, everyone, and see you later. Bye. Bye. America's little mom. Yeah, yeah. 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 America's little mom. America's little mom.